In a world where good news is hard to find, WAVA and One Heart DC present Good News for the City. We're here to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and what his body, the church, is doing to spread this good news in the Washington, D.C. metro area, including Northern Virginia, Maryland, and D.C. As Jesus said in John 17, Father, that they may be one just as we are one. Welcome to Good News for the City. It's the gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Greetings, folks, and welcome to Good News for the City, the radio broadcast ministry partnership between WABA Radio and One Heart DC, right here on Life Changing Talk Radio, 105.1 FM, WABA. My name is Dennis Williams. I'm director of ministry for WABA Radio, and I want to welcome you to today's broadcast. Folks, listen to these words from the psalmist. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Wow, don't those words really kind of slip off of our tongues rather easily when everything is going great and really fine? And, and yet the reality is they can remain true even when our circumstances have changed. In the New Testament, Paul instructs us to rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Well, you know what? That's where this call to thankfulness can get a little complicated. But wait. There's more. You've heard that before, right? Be anxious for nothing, he says, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Now, remember, Paul wrote about this being thankful instead of anxious while he was in prison. We want to talk about that today. We want to talk about thankfulness and giving thanks. And of course, here to get us started and to introduce our guest for the day is my good friend, my co-host, my buddy, um, co-host of Good News for the City, Pastor Brian Bales, senior pastor of Christian Fellowship Church in Ashburn, Virginia. Hey, buddy, it's good to see you, man. God bless you. Thanks, my friend. You know, we do a lot of shows here during the year, but uh, three of my favorite shows are around our Easter time, our Christmas time, and then the one we're doing today around Thanksgiving time, where we invite pastors from the Washington metro area to just talk to us about these things as scripture. And so, you know, I'm excited today because we've got Jim Sup on the show. I'm excited for lots of reasons. Number one, but he's just a flat out really good friend. Uh, And anytime I get to have a conversation with a friend, especially under something like this, it's just a a great opportunity um, where he pastors at Reston Bible Church. It's just right down the street where I pastor Christian Fellowship Church. We get together fairly often. In fact, we just got together yesterday, so he might be tired of seeing me, but I'm grateful for him being here and for talking. For those he did, people he not, did kind of give me a nod and a wink, Brian. By well, you know. Uh, you help me out here, Dennis. Help me that's out. That's right. Come on. Well, Jim, <laughs> thanks for being on the show. I want to tell people about you if they don't know who you are. Jim has been the pa- a pastor in the Northern Virginia area for nearly 25 years, having been at Reston Bible Church for the past four And recently, he's accepted the position of senior teaching pastor there. He's been married to his amazing wife, Sharon, for 22 years. Their oldest child, Natalie, is in college, and their youngest, Adam, is in high school. Together, Jim and Sharon share a passion for bringing the truths of Scripture to bear in the lives of followers of Jesus and culture in which we live. Aside from his passion to preach the Word of God, 
He enjoys staying in shape. Dennis, I often feel like convicted through his staying in shape when I'm around Man, him. I'm telling you. I'm not sure it's the Holy Spirit that convicted me. Maybe it's just shame on my part. But nonetheless, he has to the gym a lot. Maybe it was your belt was tighter, man. Maybe it's that's what it was. Because your belt was tighter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But one of the reasons he goes beyond just staying in better physical shape is it's a great environment uh, that's conducive to engaging others in spiritual conversation. And that's what we're doing right now today, cool. having a spiritual Very conversation. Cool. Jim, so... Uh, thanks for being here and uh, thanks for your personal and your friendship to me. I appreciate it very much. Well, I appreciate the opportunity. This is a pleasure and a privilege. And indeed we do go back a long time and I'm, I'm grateful for the chance to be on your show today. Yeah. Well, thanks, man. So let's dive in. Right. So Dennis, just a moment ago mentioned that section of scripture, uh, rejoice, always pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. And that's just a powerful statement, especially when Mm -hmm. you and I both know, and Dennis knows, and maybe a lot of our listeners know that that rejoice always is not a suggestion. It's actually a command. Yes. You know, it's not like, Hey, if I feel like it or that sort of stuff, why in the world um, are followers of Jesus commanded to be thankful? Do you think? I think it boils down overwhelmingly to two things. I think the first one is an understanding when we have an understanding of the sovereignty of God, Mm. we can rejoice in all circumstances. In other words, you know, at any given moment, it's extremely difficult for us at times to see the purpose of this event, what's happening right now. And we're living in difficult times. I mean, and, and it's not getting any easier uh, and it's not getting any easier to actually be a believer in these times. And yet when we look through kind of the, the, the back through the, the course of time, mm-hmm. we can see a myriad of examples of how God kind of redeemed difficult times, how he was working in those times. Can I give you my favorite one in all of scripture? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, uh, aside from Jesus, because Jesus has to be everyone's favorite character in the Bible. That's just kind of the rules, right? Um, the my, rules. <laughs> my, personal favorite, <laughs> my personal favorite is Joseph in the Old Testament. And mm-hmm. I mean, here's a man who faced unbelievable challenges in his life. Uh, just over and over again, falsely accused of a crime he didn't commit and all of this. And, and, and to me, uh, Genesis 45, 5 is hands down one of the few of my favorite verses in the Bible. It shows the sovereignty of God. Mm-hmm. It shows the, the choices of human beings all wrapped up together for God's purposes. So, in, in, so Joseph says to his brothers, he's just revealed himself to them that he's the prime minister of Egypt. They've come for food, all of the, the famine, you know, the story. And, and, and he looks at them and he says, do not be distressed and do not be angry with yourselves for selling me here for it was to save many lives that God sent me ahead of you. And I always look at people and go, oh, well, did Joseph's brother send him down there or did God send him down there? And of course the answer sure. is yes. It's yes to both of those things. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think at this point, Joseph now in retrospect is able to see God was at work all this time. And he was even able to use the sinful choices of his brothers to save their own lives. Mm-hmm. And because of that picture, that's one of the stories that said, you know what? I can be grateful. I can rejoice. I can be thankful even in this moment when I have no clue what God is doing, when it's very, very difficult, because uh, I can trust him in him for that. Yeah, I'd like to kind of dig into that just for a moment, yeah, yeah, yeah. because I think uh, there's this misnomer, because you, you've laid it out really, really well, but people could hear something a little bit different. So sure. the Bible talks to us about being thankful in all things. 
too often we hear that verse is the Bible is asking us to be thankful for all things. Right. You know, in that case, yeah. Yeah. what we need to be is thankful for the sinful choices of his brothers. Right. right? right. And that's not what it's saying. Be thank- We're not saying if you've had horrible things happen in your life, you're like, yay, horrible things have happened. Right. But this is about yeah. in verses four. Expand on well, that. Well, yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, uh, we've all had difficult things. Some of us and some of those who are listening today have had horrible things happen in their lives. I mean, the tragic loss of a loved one, perhaps even the tragic lo- loss of the loved one at the hands of somebody else, mm-hmm. you know, where you think, how in the world uh, can, I, can I be thankful for that? Well, I don't believe that God is asking us to be thankful for that. I think he's asking us to be thankful in that because even in that, God is at work. I may not see that for quite some time. And I've been there in my own personal tragedies in life that it often takes a good long time (laughs) to come to clarity about what God is doing in all of that. Um, But it it definitely, there's this tension, right? Between the realities of life and painful, sinful events that God's not the author of, but Mm -hmm. he is working through Mm-hmm. to for his glory and for my good that's the way i like to put it right his glory and, and my good yeah, yeah. no that, yeah. that makes Very lots true. of sense Very now true. you mentioned and i know your story we don't necessarily have to get in you know my stories we have to get into it that that a lot of us have very legitimate reasons mm-hmm. um to struggle with thankfulness certainly we're in the midst of a hard challenging moments but there are many people who maybe never made it through by that i mean the moment has overcome them and they've let that begin to define them. So they've never actually been able to see the fruit or the results of what it looks like to be thankful in, because maybe they thought it was thankful for. What are some of the results then that we could talk about? If, if we allow God to work in us, do what he can do to help us to be thankful in the circumstances. What does that, what does that look like in people's lives to you? Yeah. Well, I think part of it for me is, the realization, the truth that God is doing a work of transformation. So to me, when I lean into God rather than pushing back against God, Mm -hmm. uh, that one of the first things that begins to happen is a transformation in me. And when when I push back against God and and when I resist whatever he's doing, because I don't understand it, whatever it might be, um, the thing that, that, that gets hindered first and foremost is I miss out, right? I, I miss out on the transformation uh, that's, that God wants to, to do in me. And the, if I can embrace, you know, Dennis read a scripture out of uh, Philippians 4 about, you know, uh, do not be anxious about anything, so forth and so on, prayer and petition with thanksgiving. And then it, in verse eight, it says, finally, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure. And it goes on down this list. It says, think on these things, right? So it's, so understanding what biblical truth is and embracing it, even if I don't understand it, even if, what's true, what's true is that God loves me. And he says, I'll never leave you or forsake you. Mm-hmm. And if I embrace that in the midst of difficulty, then the transformation process can take place. Cause here's, here's why I like to say it, that God could take your pain away theoretically, 
but you would be the same person that you are right now. And most of us are like, I'm okay with that. Actually, I would just like this pain to go away. But, but what God does is that he transforms us through the pain. And if I can, if I don't embrace that, then the process of my own transformation into the Christ, into the likeness of Christ is, is dramatically hindered. You know, when we talk about this show, the title is The Good News for the City. It's the gospel, right? We know that. That's what the gospel means in many ways. Good news is that there's lots of things that, you know, when we read, for example, like you just mentioned, that I will never leave you, forsake you. That is a a truth. But it doesn't mean that I feel that way all the time. Absolutely. Right. And so there's this sort of tension about what do we do in those moments of like, well, I don't feel thankful. Right. right. I feel like I'm been left, but the Bible tells me I'm not. And I can come to this truth that if, if Jesus loved me enough to die for me and to pay the penalty of my sin, if I accept him, I'm put back in relationship with God. That's the gospel in his quickest nutshell. If he right. went through all that sacrifice, I intellectually know that he's not going to leave me hanging out to dry in these moments, but it sure feels like in this moment, this is what he's done. And so then I have to do this work of cultivating um, an attitude of thankfulness. Um, what does, what does that look like? Because I think, you know, what many people might think, and maybe you can speak into this is that what we're just supposed to do is fake it till we make it. Right. I'm just supposed to act like, you know, I walk into church, I put the mask on and I pretend like everything's good. When in reality, my life is like a bad country song, right? I lost my job. My dog died, you know, all these things. happened, And I'm just supposed to fake it that talk about not faking it but at the same time, cultivating what true thankfulness can look like. Sure, absolutely. So I've been mulling around a quote in my mind that has kind of come up several times over the last few weeks. Uh, Craig Groeschel of, of Life Church once said, he said, your life is moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Now, mm. we could quickly kind of think that that's, oh, the power of positive thinking. And I'm not saying that, I'm, but, but what he is saying is that what dominates our minds is the direction that, that we're going to go in. And I believe that's why, you know, Romans 12 uh, tells us to renew our minds, mm-hmm. right? Second uh, Corinthians 10 tells us to take captive every thought, make it obedient to Christ, right? So, so the, the, the way to avoid the fake it till you make it is, well, what exactly do I really, really believe that's true? It may not look like it, you know, back to Philippians four, whatever is true, uh, you know, think about these things, right? And so I have to, so when I, one of the things that I do consistently is I have a, uh, uh, an armor of God challenge coin that I carry mm-hmm. in my pocket, right? And I, and so I'll walk out of the house in the morning, I'll, you know, the belt of truth buckled around your waist. And so then I'll, as I'm launching out of my house into my day, I say, okay, Lord, I'm going to meditate. I want, I'm going to pray toward uh, what I believe is true. God, I need to help me today to believe what's true about you, that you love me, that you are in charge of the universe, including my life, that together we will be able to handle whatever happens today, good or bad, good, bad, or otherwise. And all of these things, what's true? What, what does God say that's true about him, about me, about life, about all of this? And as I think about that, I have to allow the Holy Spirit then to walk alongside of me in maintaining focus on those truths. And so it's not, if I really believe that's true, I go, well, it sure doesn't look like it today. And that's often true. <laughs> that doesn't look like it. But I think, you know, interestingly, I gave my life to Jesus 
43 years ago today as mm. a teenager. Yeah. And I, in looking back, God has held true. And my message to uh, people who are just new in their faith or they're facing a, perhaps that, that a very difficult time for the first time in their journey in Christ, a really difficult time. It's like, yeah. you know, let's look in the word. Let's trust what God mm-hmm. says. And then also I'm giving you my testimony of experience of God working, mm-hmm. you know, on the, the long haul of, of life. And so it's not fake it till you make it. Yeah. It's embrace what's true and allow that to dominate your thinking. That's the renewing of the mind. And I love one of the aspects of what you're doing here, because I think it's, it's easy for us many times to separate a process from the end result. I don't know, Jim, I've, I know that I've had times where I've just prayed, God, would you just make me thankful? Right. And not go through the work of cultivating it. Right. And and he can do that. He certainly can. But then I miss out on so many things he wants to do in transforming me. And, you know, I love that term cultivate that you're using is that it is it is a cultivation of that. And even through it's not just something to wake wake up, whether you need a, a challenge coin to remind you or whether, you know, you want to take some scripture and put it on a sticky note on your computer or on your your bathroom mirror that you might see. I know that I have friends, uh, my wife being one of them, that that's very specific about how they put things in their life to see during the day to remind them of the goodness of God, to remind them of those sort of things. That's what it kind of looks like to cultivate. And I think it's really interesting, especially when we live in a world that's constantly bombarding us with reasons not to be thankful, reasons to be angry, reasons to be depressed, reasons to be frustrated. We have to, as you said, put on that armor of God and and look to those reasons to be thankful. Now, I think we've all met people that um, we might describe as people who struggle with thankfulness. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean, like every time that you, you talk to them, it's not that they don't have legitimate, difficult, challenging things in their life, but those are the things that, that are always coming up. Those are that sort of stuff. What, are the, what do you think the results are if someone's unable to cultivate this spirit of thankfulness? How's that going to turn out for them? Well, yes, indeed. I, I, I think that, n- number one, I think they're... The, the command to be thankful, to rejoice always. I think the first thing when I'm unable to do that, or when I'm unwilling to do that, and it's a combination of those things, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, number one, I am not. I, I am. There's a there's a division. There's a little bit of a wedge, if you will, that's being driven between me and God. So my relationship with God is hindered because. Mm. You know, I, I, as I move through life, and I choose, and as we've talked about, cultivate a habit of thankfulness, there is, and, and God's like, great, thank you. you. You know, you're, I got this. And you're like, God, I'm, I'm worshiping you. I'm praising you. I'm thanking you. There is, we're able to, you know, when, when I look at my children, when they were small, especially, and said, just trust me on this, and they do trust me on it, then even though it doesn't look like it to them, whatever it happens to be, um, then we, we grow closer when yeah. they trust me. Right. So, so number one, I think um, our relationship with God is hindered. Mm-hmm. I also think that our effectiveness in the world is hindered. If, if I'm not cultivating thankfulness, I mean, well, let's flip that around. If yeah. I am and, 
and someone's observing that they're, they're watching me walk through the difficulties of life with a spirit of gratefulness and thankfulness, then that projects something attractive to the lives of other people. Who wants to follow a Jesus where those who say they follow him are yeah. miserable? No, Amen. you're right. I Amen. mean, Amen. who wants that's that? There's that section in scripture, right? First Peter says, live such good lives and among those yes. who don't know yes. him. Uh, yes. That's my translation of it, that they want to know about the hope that's in you. You know, yeah, yeah. and there is something sure. to be said about the fact about living in the midst of difficulty, living Absolutely. in challenge. We interviewed someone um, a while back on Good News for the City that just stuck with me. Yeah, they were uh, they had been struck with uh, just out of nowhere illness, out of a pregnancy. It was just amazing, and 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 the wife was struggling as I would be struggling with why God just didn't boom do a miracle. And then they had this dawning moment. And Dennis, I don't know if you remember this, where they said, what if the greater miracle God wants people in the world to see is not you being healed miraculously, but us dealing with what's going on with a level of thankfulness and grace that can only come from you. And I have to tell you, I thought that was amazing. And I don't want to be that person, right? I I think we're all there. But But look at how it touched you and I, Brian. I mean, that stuck with me too. So yeah, it was amazingly powerful. So for someone maybe like this particular uh, family who uh, just, you know, just had a baby and then boom, immediately um, the wife was um, uh, almost, she almost died. Right? Mm. It's, it's a long mm. story. And for people yeah. who haven't heard that story, I encourage you to go back to the good news for the city archives and, and to look it up. But who's in the middle of a season and it, it's really difficult right now. What would you say to them to help them along? Mm. Yeah. Well, I think a couple things. Uh, one, I would, I, I think we live in a culture that, as you said a moment ago, that trains us to not be thankful, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think our current context, you know, we've all been to the third world on a mission trip where they say, oh, they have nothing and yet they're so happy. They're so great. You know, we we have to understand that our current context is a huge weight for us, telling us every day that we deserve better, that God, you know, if I give my life to Jesus and I give my, and I give to the church and I serve here and there and I stay away from the big sins, God's going to give me the life that I want. Yeah. Right. And that's not the deal. The deal is that when we give our lives to Jesus, we get him. (laughs) and we have eternal life with him that starts now and that we get the promise that he's with us. And so I think part of it is we have to adjust our expectations about what God promises when we embrace him. And when we start there that, and then his, his, we, we have a very bad theology of suffering in our current, current, current culture. And we don't understand what God does. And it's hard to have that conversation in the middle of <laughs> a great difficulty. Sure. But I think going to the scriptures with where God walks faithfully with people through their challenges for his glory and for their good, for the yes. transformation into the image of Christ is, is, mm-hmm. is the place to go when someone's dealing with something that seems insurmountable is looking at God's people who have dealt with things that seemed mm-hmm. insurmountable to them as well. Yeah. And, uh, and on a personal level, if you're listening to this today and you think, well, that sounds really good, but they don't know difficulty or they don't know pain. I, I know both these men that are talking today, Dennis and Jim, and I know their stories. And I'm going to tell you from a personal level, they know difficulty. 
they know pain, they know heartbreak, and they would both say it's the testimony of Jesus Christ working in them that they can be thankful. And while we found ourselves at the end of our time together, I know that there may be listeners right now who who may go, oh man, I really like to talk more about that or hear more from Jim. I do encourage you, go to restinbible.org. That's all one word, restinbible.org. You can get get a hold of Jim that way, maybe hit some of the sermons, whatever it may be, and, and hear about this idea and to grow in this cultivating idea of thankfulness. Jim, man, it's gone fast. It's a lot faster than usually our conversations because we usually go for a couple hours when we sit down. So thanks for being with us today. And Dennis, again, just a reminder about being thankful. Oh, man. Just guys, guys, it was fantastic. Jim, it was wonderful. I was moved um, several times. So thank you for your ministry. Thank you what you do on behalf of the gospel. And behalf of the kingdom of God, I am grateful to you folks. I would just urge you to listen to this again. Go to goodnewsforthecity.com. That's goodnewsforthecity.com. Um, if you want more information about Jim, you can always give me a call here at the station, 703-807-2266. Thank you for joining us today. We'll see you again next week. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way. It's the gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Thank you for joining us and listening to Good News for the City, a gospel partnership between WAVA and One Heart DC. This is a partnership, movement which celebrates and seeks to accelerate the move of the gospel into the Washington, D.C. metro area. It is our prayer that through this radio broadcast ministry of Good News for the City, we will see transformed lives and communities and more and more people responding to the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We want to help bring unity to Bible-believing people and churches in order to multiply our impact in our city, and we would love for you to join us. You can learn more at goodnewsforthecity.com. That's goodnewsforthecity.com. Or you can go to wava.com keyword good news. Or you can call us at 703-807-2266. 703-807-2266. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way.